everybody turtle riders how's everybody doing out there tonight good good excellent welcome to the turtle boy live show ladies and gentlemen i'm your host uncle turtle boy and you are tuning into the turtle boy live show tuesday night edition we do this every tuesday thursday and saturday night at 9 p.m so what i need you to do right now if you haven't done so already all 83 and counting is go ahead and smash that subscribe button hit the notification bells we are here every tuesday thursday and Saturday night at 9 p.m., all right? So enjoy it. Uh, we kind of recap the stories of the day, the biggest stories of the week, and the most entertaining way possible that really nobody else is doing. Okay. Um, I've also shared this link to the stream on the various social media platforms that we currently have. On Facebook, again, knock on wood, they're letting us use Facebook. I don't know why. It's been well over a year now. Since we've lost the Facebook account, one of the accounts we've had for two years, we have not had a page this long since the Turtle Boy Sports original page went down. And now it's back when we had 112,000, and now it's adding like two or 300 people a day on there. Now I'm adding like a few hundred people a month. I don't know. I don't know if less people are using Facebook or they're hiding us, but we're there. They're letting us stay on there. So it's really important that you get on there. The posts get a lot of interaction. So I don't know what's up with that, but. You know, hundreds of like comments and stuff like that. Maybe it's because we have three pages. We have the Clarence Woods Emerson page, which is my personal account. You can request it. It's got about, you know, you don't need to friend request it. You can just follow it. It's got about almost 27,000 turtle riders on there. There's over 21,000 on the Uncle Turtle Boy page and the Turtle Boy Sports page. Follow those as well. And I'm on Twitter, getting close to 11,000 turtle riders on Twitter. So Twitter was a platform that I thought I was never going to be able to use again. But all I had to do was just buy a new computer and get a new router and problem solved. I was banned from Twitter for two years. I couldn't even create new accounts. I would create one, boom, it would be shut down immediately. So I'm, I'm happy to be back on Twitter. I like Twitter a lot. It's a great place to interact with bigger fish, if you will, punch up. Uh, you know, just gives, I mean, everybody's on Twitter. All the, the important people are on Twitter. No offense to the people on Facebook, but it's a smaller platform, Twitter. But it's kind of where all the media is and politicians. And so you got to be on Twitter. So I'm on Twitter at Dr. Turtle Boy. That's D-O-C-T-O-R Turtle Boy. Because if Jill Biden is a doctor, then so am I. You can also follow me on my other my phone account at Turtle Boy Phone. Uh, you, you know, you got to have a backup. I think combined, I think one of them has like 10,700. The other's got like 42, 4,300. So follow all those. Um, we have a, an Instagram account at TB underscore daily underscore news. Get at us on there. Uh, we do a good job updating that stuff. And most of all, make sure you're smashing that subscribe button. I see 115, 116 people getting in here now. Uh, give us a like. How many likes we got on this video so far? 36. So I see 100. We got about 80 people that hit, haven't hit the like button. Takes no effort at all. Go hit the like button. Hook us up with that. It helps in the algos. After the show is done, if you wouldn't mind going, leaving a comment, that helps too. I'm told, you know, we're growing the platform. I'm new to this YouTube shit. Not really my thing. 
Um, but I kind of like it. I kind of like doing it. So cool. Okie dokie. Um, am I forgetting anything? Oh, also, if you like the show, uh, we are banned from PayPal and we are banned from using the super chat function on YouTube's monetization feature. So what we did is we went and built our own platform. We went full libertarian. We built our own platform. It's called Turtle Chat. So if you like the content that you hear on here and you'd like to tip like you usually would uh, with Turtle Chat, how it works is I will show you this Turtle Chat. So hmm, let me show you this. All right. So if you click on that link at the top, all right. Oh, Turtle Boy Daily. I apologize. Turtle Boy underscore Daily News. I apologize. Thank you, Laura, for correcting that. If you click on uh, that link at the top, that's the Turtle Chat, and you can donate any amount of money you want. I will get a notification during the show if you donate to it, and I will go over to it, and I will pull it up on the big screen, and you can write any message that you want in there because it's your Turtle Chat. So Andrew donated $50 and said, this is for ousting Carano. That dude's voice was like nails on a chalkboard. It put me in harm's way. He's a fucking Democrat. Amen. So, yeah, that's how it works. Again, this is kind of what we do for a living. Uh, you know, so it's always going to be free. But if you feel like helping the turtle out, I'm not going to say no. Also, tomorrow night, we do a live stream every Wednesday night for Turtle Club. Uh, only Turtle Club members can join that. I'll be announcing tomorrow what tomorrow's stream will be about. You also get ad free with that and a free t-shirt of your choice. You just have to email me and let me know which t-shirt you want. Oakley Doakley. So uh, also with us tonight, we got producer Deb back. How you doing, Deb? Good. How you doing? Hi, everybody. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you. Um, so what do we got first up on the agenda tonight, Deb? Uh, we're doing Beth Israel, right? Let's do it. Bring it on Let's up. Let's get this party started. Okay, here we go. So... Um, here we have a, a nice, uh, not, I would say nice woman, a, a woman from Brookline. Uh, her name is Kayla Jones. She's some sort of, I, I don't know. She wears scrubs to work, so she's way more important than you. But she is a certified surgical technologist. I did not even know that was a word, technologist. So I went and looked it up. And a, a surgical technologist is basically the person that gets the, the room ready for you and, and, and preps the person for surgery. So like I said, she's a really important person. She works at Beth Israel hospital and she's just way more important than you. There's no other way uh, I can stress that. So she made an interesting video though. She, she, if you've ever lived in a place like Brookline, and this is why I won't live in a place like Brookline, besides the fact that it's filled with filthy, disgusting communists is that it's too crowded and too expensive. And, you know, it's just not worth it. I don't even know why people want to live in places like this, but I feel like it's just so they can say they do. But they do. I mean, I can understand Tom Brady living there when he lived in Massachusetts, but because what is money to him? But if you're like on a budget, I don't, I don't get why you live in a place like Brookline. But she lives there, and it is Brookline is close to you know the city of Boston and the hospitals especially. So a lot of people choose to live there. And but when it snows, and this is why I don't want to live in a city in general with like on street parking, right? And a lot of these rules about winter, like in Worcester, there's winter parking, man. We don't have that in Holden. Everybody has a driveway, so it's not an issue. <laughs> People just park in their driveways or their garage. But in, in cities, you have to park on the street a lot. And there's certain rules about like, you know, when you can park on what side. And this woman 
I mean, they're posted everywhere. And more than anything, you should know. I mean, Deb, you're a city girl, right? Yeah, well, suburbia. Yeah, I mean, but Malden. Yeah, Ma- that's a. I mean, that's basically a yeah. Boston suburb, right? And I yeah. assume Malden has a lot of on-street parking, right? Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, we we're lucky enough to like we're we live on like a side street down that like with that's a pretty like quiet area, Malden, and our street's really wide, so they just do odd even for us. So, and we have odd driveway even. too, but. Okay. But I mean, a lot of, yeah, most of the area, they tell them, they, there's no emergency, they'll make people park in the school lots and in like a parking garage downtown. That's it. Well, you know, a good, a good way to realize that there is a winter parking ban in effect is you'll notice that you're the only one on that side of the street. On the street. Yep. Like, trust me, you didn't figure something out that like nobody else was aware of. Like, oh, snap. Nobody figured out there's like 5 million spots on this side. Oh, and man. I, I don't know me. if they do it in Brooklyn, but here they have like these little blue lights at intersections that will flash if there's a snow emergency in effect. I don't know if we have that. I feel like just you, you knew it was going to snow on Saturday. Put it that oh, way. Yeah, like everybody knew exactly. it was going to snow. So just don't park on the side that you can't park on. The sign's everywhere. And more importantly, there's context clues because all those spots are open. Right. So this woman, Kayla Jones, did not get the message. And let's see how she reacted to that. Can we blow that up and play it? Mm-hmm. We're walking because Brookline, instead of giving a ticket to us for having the car in the street, just towed it. And you can't just go pick it up. You got to go to Brookline PD, sign a form, wait for the tow truck driver, all that shit. We don't have time for it. So we're walking to the hospital. So Brookline PD... Go fuck yourselves. We better hope one of your family members doesn't have a fucking heart attack this weekend. And we have to walk there. Because now it's the difference between five minutes and 40. And the wind and the cold and all that shit. So, yeah. Sorry. (sighs) Okay, those loaded out of order. But moral of the story is, fuck you, Brookline PD. I'm tired of your bullshit. And if this was an emergency and you would have just put my patient's life in danger, I would have had a shit fit. I'm already going to have a shit fit. I'm already pissed off. But at least the patient's not here. I mean, thank you for sharing that with the world. We, we really needed an update on how you were feeling. These freaking kids these days. I sound so old saying this, but like, are you required by law to take every thought that goes through your head? and broadcast it on the internet. Apparently these people think that that is some sort of requirement because they like, it's like, that's a th- like, okay. So you're mad. You live in a city and your car gets towed, right? I've had that happen before too. It sucks, but you learn your lesson. Like it teaches you, it sucks. Cost you what? A hundred, $200 somewhere in there. And then you go get it. It's a pain in the ass. It is what it is, but you go get it. And if you had work that day and you're late cause your car got towed, I feel like your boss would be like, well, Okay, well, that sucks. Just don't, they'd feel bad for you, right? But this woman apparently thinks differently. She's like, I'm mad at the police. So you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take my phone out and just broadcast it to the world because the internet is my goddamn diary. That's how it works with these people. They think that any thought, literally any thought, anger, whatever goes through the head, I'm just going to broadcast it for the world to see. And that was like a premeditated one too. Cause it was in two different locations. Like she had time to calm down and she's like, no, I'm still going to do this. I'm still going to be upset. I'm still going to broadcast for this for the world to see. And she's like, I said, she's a really important person. She works at the hospital and like, what the hell did the Brookline police do wrong? Like they did their 
job. You, they saw a car. Like, she's. She, did you hear that, Deb? How she said she wanted a ticket. She's like, they couldn't even give me a ticket. You hear that part? Yeah, I did. It's just, just like, what's that going to do in in this kind of blizzard? Like, you don't have time for that. Like, they're out. They're ready to tow. They're not going to give you a, a ticket because chances are you're not going to see it in time, anyways. So it's there's not time for that. <laughs> right. It's like because the, the <laughs> like, what if you're sleeping and right. you get they the don't ticket? Come back. Right, and and you have to wake up in the morning. And, and, and then that whole side of the street's not plowed because of right. you. Just because of you. Yeah. What? And what would the, the ticket would probably be a good. So it can't, the ticket can't be that much less than the tow. Like the it's probably yeah. like, it'd probably be like 50 at least, but I mean, yeah. the, tow, the tow is probably significantly more, but when they're going to tow for a winter parking emergency, they have tow trucks literally lined up at one after the other and they yeah, just do it. See they got to get them out. Cause the plow's got to get through right. the roads, you know? So anyway, he's acting like it was like a personal attack. It's like, dude, no, nobody knew who you yep. were. Like, yep. So yeah. So she she took it as a personal attack, and uh, she basically decided her whole attitude there is symptomatic of the, one of the biggest problems with this pandemic. And I don't want to shit on healthcare workers because you know by and large they do a great job. But I'm telling you, this is why I didn't go out with the pots and the pans. Some of you did it, didn't you? There's 173 people here right now. Don't lie to yourselves. At least 10 of you went outside with the pots in the pans and you clapped, didn't you? You clapped during the pandemic. And it's kind of your fault if you did that because you fed into this hero status that just went to their heads. And this woman, like this did not exist before. Nurses went to like work and saved lives because it was their job to do that. Same with doctors, all that. Everybody went to work and did their job because that's what you're supposed to do. It's the job you signed up to do. But now with COVID, we're banging the pots and the pans for them because they went to work that day. You're supposed to go to work that day, especially during a pandemic. That's when we need you more than anything. It's like, that's like, did anybody clap for the Chinese food lady on New Year's Eve? Because she was so busy. Like, like I, nobody else wanted to cook. The Chinese food lady did it all. We all would starve without her, right? So anyway, um, it's this whole hero mentality with these folks and the fact that they think they're kind of like better than, like the police also, by the way, went to work during the pandemic. And for her to go on there and say, you better hope one of your family members doesn't have a fucking heart attack this weekend. Or what? Or what? What's going to happen? So you're saying that like the hospital cannot function without the technologist, like the, the person who gets the room ready for surgery. What? What? If somebody had a heart attack, they would, they would go to the ER. No, I would assume you're not going to go to your wing of the hospital. You're not that important. Or how about taking some personal responsibility and parking on the wrong, the right side of the street, not parking on the wrong side of the street. That would help too. Like, what are you talking about? Uh, fuck you, Brooklyn PD. I'm tired of your bullshit. What bullshit? They did their job. Like, what if a what if a um, an ambulance needed to get to the hospital, and it couldn't, right? Because your stupid car was clogging up a major major artery. Like, well, how about that? Did you you didn't think about that, did you? And then she goes, "If this is an emergency, you put my patient's life in danger. I would have had a shit fit. Oh, for fuck's sake! Any grown woman." who's still using words like shit fit is unqualified 
to work in a professional environment. Like you're grown up. Stop using words like shit fit. I'm gonna throw out a shit fit. Oh me, 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 me. Nobody cares what you're gonna throw. Oh no, she the the grown woman's gonna be angry. She's gonna be mad, guys. We can't have and we don't want to see her mad because then she'll go on Instagram again and make another another video about her shit fit and she'll let us know how the shit fit's going. It's going great. I'm already pissed off. I already had a shit fit. So I don't know what's going to happen to this woman. You know, when I, when I did this blog, it's like, I'm in a tough position, right? Because at no point in this blog, do I ever advocate that like she should be fired. And I don't think she should be fired. I think this whole idea of everyone getting fired for some shit for their worst possible moment, I think is kind of bullshit. Like, I don't know Kayla Jones. Maybe she does a really good job. Maybe she was having a horrible day. Chances are she's probably a bit of a CU next Tuesday, but maybe she's not. Maybe this is just she had a bad day. So I don't think she should necessarily be fired and nowhere in there do I say she would be. But when you're in my position and you got a story you're like this, you're like, this is a good video. I like to share this with people. It'd be good content. Turtle writers enjoy it. But even without saying it, saying so i know what the reaction will be to it and that reaction will be cancel her right like that's the reaction i think a lot of people have is like she's not gonna have a job the next day so i don't think she should be fired i mean what do you guys think she sh is this a fireable offense let's vote in the comments right now vote one if you think she should be fired two if not fired go ahead And also give us some likes. I see 65 likes. Let's get those likes up. We got to get to 200. Bridget thinks she should be fired, huh? Ooh. Not fired. See, I yeah, I'm with you guys. I'm big not fired. You you voted one then. Okay, so Georgia Prian. Yeah, I mean, I'm just against the whole firing thing in general. Unless... If at any point in her life she actually participated in the cancel mob, then I would say fire her. Uh, but I have no evidence of that. I have a six. I don't know anything about Kayla Jones besides a 60 second video I have of her. And I think the video was wrong and I think her behavior is inappropriate. But I'm not convinced that she should be fired for doing that. So that's all I'm saying with that. So, all right, let's go on to the next topic. Can we do the one of on the lady in Connecticut? Talk about, talk about a right cunt. Now, this woman. Should be canceled and fired them. This woman is a real peach. Oh my God. She was, I can't, like, I can't the wait to hear some parts oh, of this. The Mega um, Karen. Oh, she's great. She, oh, I you, love were, her. you were back in classic turtle way form. I don't know. That was, oh, you were pretty I, mad. Like, and yeah. it even did, it even did well on Reddit. This one, I never do well on Reddit. Okay. So here we go. So this woman's name is, um, we'll just call her Karen. So she gets arrested. Let me, okay. Let me see. I got to bring it up on my end, too. All right. What's her name? Her name, the life coach. Her name is um, Sandra Sullivan from just outside of Southington, Connecticut. Real perfect. Look at all those haircuts. How many Karen haircuts can you have? Can one woman have? Holy moly. Anyway, she runs some group. She runs a company called the Alchemy Group. Now, before we go any further, I guess I kind of wrote this blog in reverse. So, spoiler alert if you haven't read this. She was arrested over the weekend because she was house-sitting at a home in Southington, Connecticut. And she tried it on December 23rd. And she attempted to poison her neighbor's 
barking dog. So it's not even her neighbor. It's the person she's house sitting for their barking dog, which we all know a barking dog that doesn't shut the fuck up. It's like, it's the worst, but she decided, I mean, there's different ways to handle that. Maybe put some in your ears. I don't know. Maybe call them. Maybe call, even call the police is except like better than what she did. This motherfucker decides she's going to kill the dog. So she took a mothball, which is just sadistic. And she covered the mothball in chocolate and then put them in the yard. Like, so she goes in the neighbor's yard and the neighbor sees her and the neighbor goes out and like finds the freaking thing and unwraps. It's like, there's a goddamn mothball. That's sadistic. Who the hell thinks of that? I'm like, mothballs and so i had to google it like can you die by mothball yeah you can it's that's it's like legitimate poison it takes a psychopath in my opinion to even know that information so there she is the life coach and she 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 um gets arrested and she's facing a charge now but as it turns out this woman is like miss you know business bitch she is uh the owner of a company called the alchemy group which we are going to together now try to figure out what the fuck the alchemy group does. Cause I have no idea. She is an executive coach according to her bio and she has presented whatever that means to more than 250,000 professionals, whoever that is. I don't know what the fuck. I mean, look at this business professionals around the world. Her work has been featured in, Harvard Business Review. So I Googled her name and Harvard Business Review. I found nothing. Training Magazine, whatever that is. Working Mother Magazine and Executive Female. I don't know what any of those are, but she was featured in all of them. And she presented to 250,000 business professionals. So she worked with the global leaders, teams, and organizers in a wide range of industries what I mean, this is just talk about fluff. I don't know what any I'm still no closer to understanding what the fuck this woman does, how she makes money, what products she creates. I don't know. And then it talks about her fucking bio and all this shit. And I don't know. It says that she has served. I don't know what that means. Three fortune 500 companies. OK, so I have no fucking clue what this woman does at all. My guess, Deb, and I don't know about your guest is. I believe I'm guessing here that she simply has a wealthy husband who does well for himself. And he, she's just like, I want to be a business owner too. And she's like, okay, honey, you can go form a group. I mean, that's my guess. I don't think it, she makes it sounds any- logical. I couldn't figure out what she was talking about either. Like I thought I missed something. Like I had to keep reading over it. I'm like, wait, what is the word? Like what is being presented? Like I thought I just yeah, sent it to Businesses sell something at the end of the day. And I can't imagine any human being being like, I want to give this woman, she's valuable. I need to give her my money to do this. I don't know what this is. And we're going to watch. It reminds me kind of, sorry, it reminds me kind of one of those like places you go and there's seminars and people want to sell you this super expensive book. And, and then it's, don't worry, you don't have to buy it, but it will help you so much. But then after that, if you buy that, they say, oh, now you just need to buy the second book. And it ends up being like an MLM thing. Yep. She's kind of like Tony Robbins with tits, I would right? say. <laughs> and she just sells nothing. Like, I don't know what, or any professional development seminar. Everybody has had a job where they had to go to some bullshit training session. And you go there and it's at the fucking Holiday Inn. 
or whatever in the ballroom. Yeah. And, you know, you get your name tag and there's free coffee and stuff. And, you know, you, you, you go there and there's some guest speaker there that's being paid to talk about. So let's talk about strategies for success. Number one, yeah. be prepared. Number like that's what we're going to see in these videos here. So um, let's start. Can we start? So there's her husband there. There's the Alchemy's group. Can we start playing a couple of these videos? Yeah, let's see. Uh, here's our first one. Sandy Sullivan coming to you live with another edition of the Alchemy Advantage. So this conversation is based on an audio that I used to listen to with my children when, when they were very young. So this is over 20 years ago, and I remember driving in the car, and one of the characters on the audio that we would listen to the cassette tape, he would say it like this. He would say, it'll never work. And, you know, they were talking about some activities that children would do at the time. And it caused me to reflect about a year ago, I was very much in this character's mind, in the back of my mind saying, it'll never work. You know, when we thought about the idea of, of our work and specifically the leadership experience, which is the two and a half day live session, deep dive that we used to do with leaders. And when Allie and I thought about doing that on Zoom, I was the number one voice. It'll never work. Guess what? What? Last week, it worked. And it worked oh my God. beautifully. Holy Different what? and beautiful. And beautiful? And Different. what allowed it to work is we what? Tell down. me. Oh. And we geared up. Geared up? The okay. content, all of the questions, uh, the format. Okay. We geared all that up. All of it. We geared up the choice on how we curated and how we worked with the leaders and we geared up our listening. Oh, I didn't even think of that. And what's amazing about it is it it's causing me to reflect. Oh, what else do yeah. I have in the back of my mind? It'll never work. But it might. Exactly. I see what you're I saw oh. that up. It could work. So ask yourself the same question. Where as a leader do you have a label? It'll never work. And what can you start to challenge about that? And as always. Oh. So that's what the alchemy group sells. Bullshit in a bottle. I don't even know. So if I have that right, Deb. So she she basically, if I could sum that up, she's telling whatever. You pay to go to her thing. And then she, you go and, and she lectures you and she tells you that if you think your idea won't work, guess what? It's going to work anyway. Right? But so it, just, might. it might. Just, it might. So just keep trying it. Like I need, I learned that in the tortoise and the hare when I read Aesop's fable. Like what? Right? <laughs> like, what? Okay. Okay. Next video. Let's get the next one up there. Let's do this one. On this 
edition, we want to talk about what I believe are three of the most powerful words you can use as a leader. And okay. what I've experienced is these three words are A, underutilized, and B, maybe more importantly, uh, misused or misunderstood when they're used. Misunderstood oh, when they're used. That's what I want okay. to say. So three most important words. And okay. What I've experienced is these three words are actually um, three of words that create some of the most fertile ground. Tell us. For, tell us. I'm excited. And we don't even realize that. And the three words are, I don't know. Get the fuck out. I don't that, know. That's that simple? And not, I don't know, like an alarm, but I don't know, more like a weather report. Oh. So that the three words actually draw people near you as resources. And we're, we're fearful of, I don't know. We think it creates a closing. When my experience is it actually creates an opening and an analogy to consider is back in 1928, when penicillin was being discovered, what? it was originally thought of as like, they called it mold juice. It was like, Ooh, you know, don't that's not going to be helpful. Except as it was refined and used appropriately, it changed the future of medicine. And, oh, and I'm suggesting to begin to experiment as leaders I, with these three words I said without alarm, without urgency, I don't know, as like an invitation for more information, especially in unprecedented times such as these. So experiment with that. Let us know the results. And as always, keep up the inspiring work. So it's just that simple, guys. The most important words in English, English language, you, you pay to hear this, I don't know. And because of that, penicillin was invented. And the world is saved because I don't know. <laughs> but if you just make things seem real simple and say there are three steps and you talk to people like they're in kindergarten then you, they will think that you are an important person and somebody that they should be listening to. We've all been to one of these seminars, right? That we were forced into. And this is exactly the kind of speaker where 95% of the people are on their phone the whole time. There isn't a goddamn person that's actually listening or it's like taking notes. Like nobody goes to work that day and is like, you know what? I really want to hear what this woman has to say. I bet you it's going to be inspiring. And I bet you I'm going to take something I learned today and I'm going to use it professionally to make more money or make an advancement or something. I'm going to do all that. Excellent. I'll see the next one. Oh, this is, so this Welcome. is the first one. It's our first edition of the Alchemy Advantage. You may recall in the leadership experience, we referenced the movie The Lion King. And in The Lion King, there's a quote, it is time you are more than what you have become. So I'm bringing you down to the very cold Connecticut watering hole, and we're reflecting. Volume up, Deb. Virtually twice a month. We're going to offer you some of our practices, some resources, 
and will share inspiration. We are thrilled that you are on this journey with us. It is time. You are more than what you have become. This bitch really went out and quoted the Lion King. You are more. That was the scene where Mufasa was dead already. He's in the sky. And Simba's like, you know, fucking around. Like Simba had turned into a piece of shit, basically. He was a, a huge embarrassment to Mufasa. He was fucking around with a warthog and a meerkat, eating bugs and shit. He's supposed to be the king of the jungle. He's out here hanging out with fucking the, with prey, literally playing with his food, embarrassing the family. And then Mufasa, you know, who's fucking dead because of him, because he's a moron, fell for his uncle's tricks. You know, shows up in the sky and he's like, son, you are a fucking disgrace. I fucking hate you. Like, I had high hopes for you, but you got me killed. And now you're just like, you already killed me physically. Now you're killing the family name, too. You goddamn disgrace. And she's like, I'm going to use this as inspiration. In fairness, it did get Simba to get his act together. And he went back to Pryor Rock and took care of business. But. I don't understand for the life of me, Deb. Maybe you can help me out in this. Why did she need to film that on a deck of a frozen pond? Why? I what? I just, I don't know. I just, I, I like, like, uh, somebody said, like, I wonder how long it took her to stand back up. I, I'm wondering, too, because that, you know. <laughs> I look at it. It's like, so it's like, she's like, you know what? I need to, like, who came up with this idea? Who is this? Like, you know what we need for our first video? We need to go down to a pond, and then you're going to quote Mufasa. Maybe because I think Simba like looked in the water and he saw him and then Mufasa and then the monkey was like, look harder, look harder. <laughs> and then, you know, guy, he's like, that's just me. Oh, no, no, no. Look harder. And then he sees Mufasa and he's like, oh, man, that's me. I got to go kick ass. I'm a lion. I forgot. So, yeah, maybe that's what she's trying to do, like inspire you with Disney. I don't know. It didn't really work for me, but I guess. No. Somebody she's no might... James Earl Jones. Well, she works for Fortune 500 companies, so she must know what she's doing. So, I don't know. I right, think let's... so. That doesn't really mean anything, though. If you know people, like, it doesn't really matter. You know, say words, think... and they'll say, they're like, I, yeah, it's... you sound nice. Okay. That's good. Yeah, I don't think she actually does anything, to be perfectly honest with you. So, let's see the last one there. This one, yeah. No worries. Sandy coming to you again with another alchemy advantage and one of the top five leadership practices. And I think this one is particularly, you know, wonderful and seasonal at the same time. So I'd like to highlight acknowledging people for who oh. they are and how they inspire you. That's one of the top five leadership practices. And Thanksgiving is next week and it's good to give thanks all the time and particularly through acknowledgments. So first of all, let's look at what an acknowledgement is not. So acknowledgement is not, hey, thanks for being on the call. Hey, thanks for coming to the meeting. No, nope. An acknowledgement is specific, it's sincere, and it demonstrates the difference that that person has made for you. So for example, I just did one yesterday. I was with a client in Charlotte, and I no, said you to her, no, you you know, I acknowledge you for your focus, Okay. and commitment for ongoing strategy to raise the bar for leadership at the company that we were serving. So practice acknowledgement and make sure that it's specific, that it's meaningful, 
And I know for me, I, it's, it's, it's like, it's almost the equivalent of giving a gift. Like the gift giver feels as good as the gift receiver. So practice these acknowledgements. And as always, keep up the inspiring work. What the fuck was that one? I have absolutely no idea what that one was about. Do you, Deb? I feel I feel unsatisfied with that one. I didn't get my intro music or my outro music, so that's true. That. that was a quick one. First of all, uh, spoiler alert: I don't think there's actually a client in Charlotte. Like, pick, like picks it. So I was talking to a client in Charlotte, and I'm like, "Who is this person in Charlotte?" That's like, you know what, you. I want to give you my money for something because you're she just really threw good. A dart at the map on the wall and was like, "Okay, that's where the client is. Let's talk about it." Yes. This. Yeah. All right. Um. So she sucks, and you know, but maybe she should give advice on how to like, you know, poison a dogs. dog or poison a dog without getting caught. I feel like that should be, you know, I don't know. Maybe you should have said that to the cops instead of, "Yeah, I did it." You should have said, that's "I don't extra, know." Extra, extra bad because like chocolate itself is like poisonous to dogs, so that's just mm. diabolical times two. Right. And, and do dogs like chocolate or they love it? Like my dog tries to get it all the time and I have to keep it away from him. They love yeah. chocolate, but I know you're not supposed it. to give it to them. Yeah. Cause it's not good yeah, for them. It's really bad. That, okay. that and onions are really poisonous to dogs. Okay. Good to know. All right. Can we, uh, last plug, I want to talk about that Joe Rogan one I did yesterday, okay, cool. but the people on Occupy Democrats. Okay, so I really wanted to rant about this one. So, all right, we've all seen what's been happening with Joe Rogan. It's been all over Facebook and stuff like that, all over social media talking about it. And again, I have to make sure I don't say the bad words in here. Climax, 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 climax. So um, there, uh, a gentleman by the name of Neil Young, who basically Leonard Skinner roasted 50 years ago. He is a an old aging hippie um a singer a rock and roll musician does he that is rocket is keep on rocking in the free world is that neil young i don't know could somebody help me in the comments i don't even know the only one i definitely know is neil young is um ohio have you ever heard that song four dead in ohio um oh yeah about yeah so that's but that, he's one of that's crosby stills young and national yeah, sure, yeah. yeah. so in the free world is neil young yeah Okay, so that is Neil Young. So how about they rocking in the free world? So, so Neil Young is uh, decides that he is going to uh, take up the cause of Joe Rogan and the controversy, you know, involving uh, him. So Joe Rogan, if you guys don't know, Joe Rogan is the most popular podcast in the world. Um, he is. I find Joe Rogan to be incredibly uninteresting myself. Uh, I don't really get what the hype is about him. I get that what people like about Joe Rogan is he's very likable. He seems like a really nice guy and he'll have anyone on his show. His shows are like three hours and it's basically like a conversation that you have with your buddy in the basement when you guys were getting high and like you had black lights on and shit, except, you know, there's more intelligent people on there. Like he has fame, he has doctors on there and he has dissenters, you know, like that's the whole thing with Rogan is like, that he gives you that others aren't like, obviously Fox news is going to be the opposite of what CNN is, but Joe Rogan will have people on that would not appear on either channel. And he'll, he just has a conversation with them. And I've, and I've listened to Rogan. One thing I don't like about him is he doesn't really sound like he stands for anything except for fitness. Like he's very into that stuff and UFC, but 
if he has a if he has like a a conservative guest on, like he's had Ben Shapiro on, right? And they'll start talking about I don't know, like let's say abortion or something, some conservative issue. And Joe Rogan will be like, you know what? Like I, I see your point. Like we don't know when the fetus officially becomes like a real human being, do we? No, actually, scientific studies are that. Yeah, so that's like a really good point. Like I didn't really like. Yeah, so you know, maybe we don't. Maybe we don't uh, allow it for for a full term. Maybe we just say like for three months. Maybe we do that. I don't know. Like, what do you think? And but if he had like a a, a liberal on, he would go. He would just agree with everything they say. Like he's just an agree. He doesn't really argue much. He just kind of adapts to whoever his guest is. So like the Joe Rogan show is really about the Joe Rogan guests, and all he does is just talk to them. Like that's, he's never, I, I've never once heard Joe R Rogan say anything that insightful, but yet, or that controversial, but yet he is like the most hated guy by the mainstream media and the establishment because he allows dissenting voices on his program and he does not get on. And more importantly, he's more popular than the mainstream media, like CNN despises him because he does he, he gets more he has way bigger audience than them because the audience trusts joe rogan because he's honest like he is honest you can see whatever you want about him but he's one like he is himself and he got he did not get climaxed because he has no reason to be he's in great physical shape and i don't know how i'm assuming he's in his 50s i'm guessing um but he really is not at risk of dying from you know the cv the China flu and why, you know, why would he? So he ended up getting it like everybody does. And he took the medicine that I don't even know if I'm allowed to say on here begins an I and CNN called it a horse dewormer. <laughs> and it was, it is a horse. It is used to deworm horses, but it's also prescribed by doctors for human beings. So it's, and he was all, he was prescribed this by his doctor. So, they don't like the fact that he's promoting that because that the thing with the eye, right. That we can't say in here, that is a, it's like medicine, right? They don't want you to take the medicine. They want you to take the climax because the idea is the climax prevents you from getting sick and then you won't need the medicine, except people that take the climax always get sick. And we never talk about the medicine that you should take when you get that. If you get a headache, you take aspirin, right? You don't take something to prevent yourself from getting the headache. You take what happens afterwards. So he has these people on and, and they're dissenters. And, and look what the Surgeon General said. This fucking guy. I, sh I, told my, oh, I told my mom I wouldn't swear. But this guy pisses me off. I see a stupid, dorky face there. The Biden's stupid Surgeon General there, whatever his name is. He suggests that they should be censored that Joe Rogan's podcast should be censored because big tech has an important role to play. All this is like people are all Trump's about fascism and censoring the press. No, nobody does it more than liberals. Nobody does it worse than Democrats, the communists. That's what they do. They don't, they, they basically have every Capitol Hill hearing where the tech gods have come before them and asked questions. Every question from a leftist senator has been around the same thing. Why aren't you censoring more misinformation? Right? It's your fault, Mark Zuckerberg and Jack Dorsey, for allowing 
misinformation on your platform. You don't censor enough. And by misinformation, they don't mean when Rachel Maydow puts out one of her, you know, millions of lies about Russian collusion or when every media outlet lied about the Covington kids or when every media outlet called Brett Kavanaugh a gang rapist off of the word of Michael Avenatti and his whore client, whatever the hell her name is, Captain Gangbang. And, you know, like they don't, they're not talking about that misinformation. They are talking about misinformation in a sense it's something that they disagree with. Everything they don't agree with is misinformation. And in this case, misinformation means that Joe Rogan is having guests on who are telling you that, you know, the climax has side effects or the climax doesn't stop the spread of transmission or the government is, or how about this cloth masks don't work. We've been saying that for quite some time and now they're onto it. Now the, a lot of places are making you use the N95 whatever. So when I am president, let me tell you, it's not going to be a safe place for people like this guy. Like the, these people want you silenced, arrested, destitute. They treat you like your enemy. Okay, fair enough. Duly noted. But when we take control, we should do the same thing. Like all these January 6 people are going to jail for like multiple years. Every single person who is in the presence of a Black Lives Matter riot should be in jail as well. That should be our position moving forward is communists go to jail. This guy is a communist. He's a leader of the communist revolution. He goes to jail for longer. So he's he should be in jail for at least 10 years. And then they'll start getting the message that, oh man, maybe I shouldn't be a dickhead to the other side. Maybe I should, maybe, you know, my actions have consequences. So that's what we're going to do when I become president is we're going to start sending communists to jail. So anyway, back to uh, the matter at hand here. Um, Neil Young decides that he is going to cancel uh, his, he, he's going to try to get Spotify, which hosts the Joe Rogan podcast to kick him off. Now, he can't do that on his own. I mean, it's a private company, right? The government can urge Spotify to do it. But, Deb, why do you think why why do you think Spotify hasn't got rid of him? Let's be honest. He's not. It's not worth it to them. Yeah, because he is the biggest name. Like he, he makes money for them. Like, every yeah, time no. people, I think, on Spotify, you have to, like, you can either get the commercials, right, or pay for an account without commercials, right? That's how I assume Spotify makes money. I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. And it's the biggest hosting platform for podcasts in the world. And Joe Rogan, I don't know how many downloads each show gets, but it's, I'm sure it's the biggest podcast in the world. And so they're like, they, of course they're not going to get rid of Rogan, but there's all this pressure to, but again, he gets those downloads because of the content that he's talking about, because you can't get, people are thirsty for this stuff. There will always be a market for dissenting voices, which is why turtle boy exists. It's why we have a, why I can make a living doing this. Cause there's always going to be a market for dissenting voices. Feel free to hit up the turtle chat. If you like what we're doing too, but um, you know, that's what these people don't understand is like, if you make, if you tell people you shouldn't want to hear something, they're going to want to hear it more. 
you you would think that they know that this is like the whole concept of what like 1960s counterculture was about was the parents were telling people like telling kids don't listen to rock and roll rock and roll is bad for your brain it, it's 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 evil and then and and kids are like well, fuck yeah let's sign me up let's listen to some rock and roll let's be bad rap music i'm not supposed to listen to rap okay let's do it okay let's do it raw dog is bad let's give it a shot Let's give it a shot. So this has become the new counterculture. Like saying that you're not going to get the climax is like the new bad boy thing to do. And they don't want you doing that. The establishment does not want you doing that. So Neil Young and people like that, they were part of this counterculture revolution. They were leading the, you know, they were protesting against the Vietnam war and they were more than anything. They were protesting against the establishment, the squares that wanted you to get in line wanted you to be good patriotic citizens, wanted you to do as you're told and not question authority and all this stuff. They wanted you to do that. But now it's the Joe Rogans of the world who isn't even really pushing it that hard. Again, he's just hosting content and having discussions. But all of a sudden, Neil Young and these people, they don't realize they've become the establishment. You, you, you're basically a shill for big pharma at this point, Neil Young, because Neil Young decides that he's going to make this announcement, which is just, I can't get over how hilarious this is. He goes, I'm going to pull all my shit off Spotify. If you keep Joe Rogan. So it's Rogan or me. He literally pulled a Carano. He said like, you know, it's either him or me. I will not be on with him at the same time. So Spotify was just like, doesn't respond to it. He's like, okay, well, see ya. And they're like, peace, bitch. <laughs> and then some other lady who I've never heard of before. I don't even know her name. I forget it. And then some other guy named James Blunt. I never heard of him. They all pulled their shit. Now, it would be different if Taylor Swift did it. Because Taylor Swift is obviously extremely popular. But I don't, I don't know if she might do it. Because she's obviously a corporate shill too. It's not like she's leading any sort of revolution thought leader or anything like that. But anyway, uh, that brings us to this website and, and, and where people are getting this type. And this is actual real inf misinformation. They, they complain about misinformation a lot. But a you know people like Rogan because he is different. But what they want you to do, if you turn on MSNBC or CNN, like the theme of their shows is all just obey. That's it. Just obey, do as you're told, follow the leader. And nobody pushes this misinformation harder than this website called Occupy Democrats. You ever seen Occupy Democrats, Deb, on social media? Yeah, all the time. It's hard to miss. It's hard to miss. They have over 10 million followers on Facebook. And basically, they just share memes. That's all they do. And it's for you know founded by these two guys who just look like the biggest con artists, just looking at them and their stupid haircuts and whatnot. And even Wikipedia, which is a left-wing outlet, everybody knows that, uh, lists all this type of misinformation that they've shared, yet they are allowed up on there. Okay, Everything they share is fake on there. And how do they get people to, to believe it? Well, go down to that meme there, the breaking news one. Look at that. Breaking news. See the big yellow shit? And then, like, I, iconic federal prosecutor demands the January 6th committee begin playing hardball by criminally charging Ivanka Trump, 
Mark Meadows and Sidney Powell with contempt of court for rejecting its subpoenas. And they, you know, they have the faces and stuff like that. And they're like, like this. If you think that they all must be charged in big, bold letters, this is designed to appeal to your, you know, your 70 year old liberal grandmother. That's who this is designed, who just, who's on Facebook and is like, yeah, yeah, I got everything made out. I do what made out tells me to do. I'm good. Those guys are bad. That's the enemy. Mark Meadows is bad. Ivanka Trump is bad. She's the enemy. I'm going to like this. If you have to end every single post with like this, if you agree, you're a grifter. And there are grifters on the right. Charlie Kirk does this a lot. Like, I can't stand these people with these stupid generic takes about, like, socialism is bad. Who's with me? Who's with me? Retweet if you agree. I cannot, you'll never, ever, ever see me end a tweet with retweet if you agree. That is the gayest thing I've ever heard in my life. That means you don't have anything interesting to say. And you know no one's going to react, interact with it normally. And all you're doing is just trying to be seen by a larger audience so that you can get new followers. That's all it is. That's all it is. Like, retweet if you support serious move. Oh, shut up. Oh, go fuck yourselves. So anyway, you see some of these people. And by the way, did you see the meme that they shared, Deb, there? Um, uh, uh, yeah. So this is one they shared the other day, and it's still up. Exactly. Spotify barked up the wrong tree. Follow us for more. So I don't know who Joe Rogan is, they say. But if but I do know who Neil Young is and Joni Mitchell, Willie Nelson, Barry Manilow, Peter Frapton, and Dolly Parton. It seems that Spotify put all their chips on the so just stop right there. Look at their pictures. Like it's like the how old are these people? Like, I don't, like, I do know who they are. I don't know who the fuck Joni Mitchell is. I couldn't tell you a single Barry Manilow song or Peter Frampton. He was a guy in The Simpsons 25 years ago. Everybody knows Big Tit Dolly Parton. But, like, if this is the, this is literally the crowd they're appealing to. All right? I don't know. If you, if you polled 100 people and you were like, do you know who Joe Rogan is? Like, 75% of them would say yes. But they would say, do you know who Joni Mitchell is? Like five of them would be like, yeah, I know who Joni Mitchell is. Nobody knows who the fuck these people are. And so on top of that, it's also not true. So none of these people are participating in any sort of boycott. And they get all the boomers to literally go along with it. Barry Manilow is just like, um, nope, not me. <laughs> but then you see the comments and the kind of people they appeal to. Like first one up, Symphony. What the hell is her name? Keep going down. Cynthia Medina. Cynthia Medina. A big thank you to Neil Young for starting this avalanche of common sense action against the abject ignorance that has taken hold in certain segments of society. Look at the furniture in her back room. Like, look at that. You know she has something called a Chesterfield there. The rug, the freaking couch, everything. You know that seat doesn't recline either. You know it. <laughs> ah, who's that? Who else we got on here? This is who it appeals to. Who's this Rogan person? I guess I'm too old to know. Okay, Sandra. Who do we got next? Oh, we got Margie. Her name's Margie from the Bridge Club. Joe Rohan will fade into obscurity in a flash. He's no Joni Mitchell. These artists have resonated with people for many years. Yeah, they, they resonated with people for many years because, and they made their money 
being anti-establishment. Now they're pro-establishment, which means nobody gives a shit what they're saying. Spotify will probably end up caving to them anyway, but for now you're wrong. Rogan contributes nothing of value with his words. Oh yeah. Besides, you know, dissent, you know, other opinions and shit. Next up. Oh, look at And just look at that face. Oh, of course. Enrique Gomez. You see Enrique's comment? I contacted Spotify. If by the end of next week, they haven't canceled their subscription, I'll cancel mine. <laughs> oh, no. Imagine thinking that like I am the guy who's going to take down Joe Rogan. And by the way, all this bullshit people like this is free market. This is. You know, whatever. No, this is nothing more than organized censorship. All this boycott and stuff like that. Your end game, your end game is to censor people. That's literally what you're trying to do. You're trying to pressure a company into, you know, not having a voice on there that people like to hear because you don't like it. Instead of, you know, not listening. And what? And by the way, Deb, what the fuck is even dangerous? Like what's, tell me the scenario in which Joe Rogan kills a person. Can Can you do that? No, not at all. Like he's so like he's so objective. Like he's so neutral. He couldn't possibly like. Like so, I mean, I guess I'll play devil's advocate here, right? So, okay, so Joe Rogan says, you know, get the climax if you want to get the climax, but like you don't have to if you're like in shape, and maybe you should take some of that eye medicine if you do get it. So then somebody hears that, like the eighty-five-year-old, four hundred-pound man hears that, and he's like, oh. I was going to get the climax and then I listen to Rogan and I look just like Rogan, except I'm morbidly obese and elderly. Uh, so I might same, as well just same person. And yeah. And then I'm going to get the virus and then I'm, and, and, Oh, he's dead. So that's how Rogan kills someone, I guess. And so this whole idea that misinformation is deadly, it's just like, what? How misinterpretation the is, is deadly more. Yeah, it's it's not even, first of all, it's not misinformation. Second of all, it's not deadly. So you're wrong on both parts. And you're literally using this idea that liberals love to do this. Everything they ends with is, we're all going to die. If we don't do what we say, we're all going to die. If we don't, like climate change, if we don't start using, getting rid of plastic bags at the supermarket and no more straws, then we're all going to die from climate change. Okay. It's that simple. Everything with them is we're all going to die. And it's the same with this. If we don't censor Joe Rogan, we're all going to die. So this is literally how they maintain power. Can we get to 100 likes? We got 99 likes. Let's get those likes up, people. Okay. So back to the uh, matter at hand. So any more boomers on here that we can make fun of? Nancy says, I don't know what Spotify is, <laughs> but I admire the celebrities who stand behind their convictions. So good for you, Nancy. Next, who do we got next? Oh, there she is <laughs> with the pink hair. Come on, Bruce Springsteen, Bob Seger, and Paul Simon. Like, picture anybody like I, I'm gonna do what Paul Simon said. Bitch, his name his name is Drake and Taylor Swift. Like Paul Simon? Who the fuck's listening to Paul Simon and Bob Seger? God, these boomers. They should not be allowed to vote, but they do. Anyway, I think we all get the point there. Um, why don't we do end the show with a little ass turtle boy? Once you guys uh, fire away, any questions you guys got for me? Fire away. Um, I do want to give you. Uh, let me show you a quick little video here about how you should treat communists. And by communists, I mean 
liberals because that's what they are now. So what they love to do, right, is be like, you need to denounce such, such and such. So, for instance, there's this big thing going on in Canada, right, with all the truckers, and it's great. You love to see the rebellion, what they're doing up there, is they drove all the way into Ottawa, and they're, they're, they're blocking streets, and it's freaking great. Justin Trudeau, the pussy prime minister of Canada, literally fled the country because he's afraid of these people. So, um, what they're trying to do to delegitimize the truckers is not, they're, they're, they're protesting COVID restrictions, right? So, they, they don't argue against the positions about COVID. What they do is say, well, we saw one trucker with a white supremacy sign or a Nazi symbol. That's what they do. And then they'd be like, oh, we can't talk to these people. They're all Nazis. Meanwhile, there's hundreds of thousands of them. They're not Nazis. And all this is, is an attempt to delegitimize them. And they'll say, do you condemn them? Do you condemn Nazis? And let me be very clear right now. I will never condemn anyone that you tell me to condemn ever, 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 ever. Do I like Nazis? Of course not. I, I, I find them repulsive. I'm completely against their agenda. Completely. However, what you consider a Nazi is what I like is basically everyone who disagrees with you. So therefore, I'm not falling for your fucking bullshit traps. Enough of the traps. The, they don't apologize for anything. Nothing do they ever apologize for. And we're always our team's always falling for some bullshit. Apologizing to the communists, condemning the worst among us. I will not condemn the worst among them because White supremacy and Nazis in this country are not a problem. They're not a problem at all. They're, there's like five of them. Like, and, and I will start denouncing white supremacy and Nazism when you start defending the much bigger problem of communism in this country. Because you motherfuckers control. I am much more worried that our educational institutions in this country are run by filthy, evil, disgusting communists then I am about 10 white nationalists holding fucking signs and waving Nazi flags. I consider the former a much bigger threat to the country than the latter because the communists have actual institutional power and are forcing their way of life on us. The Nazis, there's 10 of them. They're standing out there making fools of themselves. So I won't, I won't condemn Nazis and whatever these people are, whoever the fuck they are, white supremacist. I'm not condemning them until you start condemning the communists in your own ranks, which you can't do. So I bring this up because my guy, Ron DeSantis, and we, we have like, I feel like the movement is growing DeSantis 2024. Like every day he says something better than the last. And he's just not well known enough with, older boomers like younger conservatives like DeSantis and I think if it was if 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 you had to be, only people under the age of 50 could vote in the primary I think DeSantis and, and Trump would be a coin flip but unfortunately old people can vote and they vote in large numbers and they're going to vote for Trump and Trump is just he doesn't he's good he's got like he's got good spirit but he has no intention of like actually getting shit done when he gets in there and he always falls for the traps 
he's always condemning like the media's like do you condemn white nationalism and he's always just like you know eventually he always cowers to him he's like yeah i do it so ron DeSantis was asked i guess there was like nazis in florida or something and the left was all like do you condemn them and this is how my man heavy d handled it take notes folks take notes So what I'm going to say is these people uh, actually uh, let me change my mic setting. Uh, these Democrats who are trying to use. So what I'm going to say is these people, uh, these Democrats who are trying to use this as some type of political issue to try to smear me as if I had something uh, to do with it. We're not playing their game. You know, some jackasses, you know, doing this on the street. First of all, state law enforcement is going to hold them accountable because they were doing stuff on the overpass. Uh, so we're so they're absolutely going to do that and they should do that. Uh, but I'm not going to have people try to smear me that belong to a political party that has elevated anti-Semites to the halls of Congress like Ilan Omar that have played footsie with the BDS movement that even have people in their party that have cavorted with Farrakhan. No, we're going to take our record in Florida and what we've done, sign the strongest anti-Semitism bill in the country. We've stood, stared down companies who were indulged in BDS like Airbnb, and we've won. We've provided record funding for Jewish day schools, and we've had the strongest relationship between Florida and Israel than we ever had. And So that's how it's done, folks. That's how you, you when they tell you to condemn, do not condemn. Even though even though you don't agree with Nazis, right? Never ever let them tell you who you must condemn, because they don't give a fuck, and they are in no position to make any sort of demands, because the people on their team, like Ilan Omar and AOC and Ayanna Presley, say horrible shit on a daily basis. Horrible shit. That they never, that their team never has to condemn, and Nancy Pelosi never condemns that, and they just go on and they get away with it. So that is why I like Heavy D right there, because Trump could never say something that eloquent. He couldn't. Trump, you know what Trump would get up there and say? So, um, you know, oh, of course I, of course I condemn the Nazis. They're horrible people, horrible, horrible. Like he would, you know, he just doesn't get it. He's not, he's too fucking old. And people are like, why are you shitting on boomers? Because they're no use to me. I don't fucking need a 78-year-old president. I don't. We see one right now. How's that going? I'd much rather have this guy. He's sharp, young, gets it. And he pushes all the same, he believes in all the same shit Trump does. He just delivers the message better. He got that big dick energy. You're absolutely fucking right about that. You're absolutely right about that. Who? Thank you. Who I condemn is my choice. I will condemn Like You don't get to decide who condemns who around here, bitch. So anyway, why don't we go to a little ask turtle boy. If you guys have any questions, feel free to ask away. Go ahead. 
DeSantis already said he will not run against Trump. He did he actually say that though? I thought Trump was like upset that he hadn't said it. No, okay. And the the party will draft DeSantis, not Trump. Well, it's not. I don't think they will. I think in a nobody asked Uncle about TB twelve yet. So Deb, did you see? Did you see Tom Brady's retirement announcement or whatever? What when he said like he's still thinking about it? No, he he did a big announcement today. It was like eight pages. Oh, today? Long. No, I saw it yesterday. I didn't see anything today. And so he basically said today he did this whole ode to Tampa Bay. Like he thanked he thanked like the the, the locker room <laughs> janitors and were like thank you this and that. And at no point did he ever mention New England. And people are like, you know, what are they saying? They're saying things like, um, I don't even know. Um, basically, like. He never once mentioned, like, the fans here, the players here, Bob Kraft, Bill Belichick, like Bruce Aronson, uh, Bruce Arian got like a fucking attaboy from him today, right? And uh, yeah, I mean, so I, people are like, well, what do you care? Like, what do you care about that? Well, I care, because you know why? Because I like I went to the wall for Tom Brady with the Flakegate. That's what people forget. People forget about the Flakegate. We all, like every single fan base hated the Patriots because of that. They all called us cheater, including Tampa Bay. So Tom Brady, all these people you're thanking, Tampa Bay fans, they all called you a cheater in 2014, 2015, whenever the fuck that was. Okay? They all did that. So how about you come and thank us? So yeah, people are like, you know, who cares? Why, why are you being butter? Well, because I am a little bit, and I'm going to bitch and whine about this. I love he's going to be in the crowd going, oh, yeah, those guys with Deflategate, ha, ha, and he's, he's going to act like he wasn't part of it. Right. Exactly. So, um, you know, get your shit together, Tom. Be better than that. Yeah. Okay. Any other questions you guys have? Fire away if you have any more. Damn, that's spicy. What's spicy? Um, his Hall of Fame speech is all that matters. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. Didn't he say his goodbyes publicly when he left the Pats for team? I want it again, though. It's like retirement day. People say, no, that's not good enough. I want better than that. I want better than that. Did you see Brian Flores is suing the NFL? I did see that. Um, the Dolphins. If that's true, so Brian Flores applied for the Giants job. And Belichick sends him a text message, apparently, and is like, congratulations, Brian, on the job, the Giants. He's like, oh, I haven't even interviewed yet. He goes, what? He goes, no, I already, I, I spoke with the Bills and, and, and the Giants, and they said, you got it. And it's like, he goes, coach, did you mean to text Brian Daybold? Daybold, the offensive coordinator for the Bills, who did get the Giants job? And he's like, shit, he must have just Brian, whoever in his phone. And so he messages the wrong guy and <laughs> it's like, that's what he does. So, um, and so basically they have to, because of the Rooney rule, they have to hire one black guy. And and quite frankly, I think Brian Flores is a good coach. I think he did a great job in Miami. Never should have got fired. Absolutely ridiculous. He was fired. I, I didn't even know he's on the hot seat, but they, they got rid of him. And uh, basically, he's like, I, I, I'm literally the token hire. And I agree with him. That's fucking bullshit. This whole, the fact that you have to have it. I don't understand why 
Joe Judge ever had a job before somebody like Eric Bieniemy. That that made no sense to me. But yeah. Okay. Any other questions you guys have? Anything else? Sean is a smart kid. Let's see. Pats were going to drop a number 12 banner instead of a Super Bowl banner if he was suspended at the start of 20. Brady snub in the original. Yeah, I agree completely. Like, it is a bad look. Like, it was just so obvious. Like, like dude, you were in Tampa Bay for five minutes. Like, that, that's it. You were literally there for five minutes. Like, chill out. Whether DeSantis or Trump is not immaterial, if the Republicans are not Trump, I mean, I don't know if it's guaranteeing it. Like, I think it would be a coin toss if Trump ran because he's that unlikable, you know? Like, why why, why hire the unlikable guy? Why not go with the guy that moderates could vote for, you know? Why not go with the guy that moderates could vote for? I don't know. So, all right. Anybody else have any questions? Let's see. Have you thought about streaming on your own site? I did. I mean, I do it on the um, the Turtle Club days. So, who do you like more in a Super Bowl? So, oh, by the way, I'd like to create. I'd like to take credit myself. Go back and listen. I don't know what day it was. Somebody find me the audio. Who picked Bengals Super Bowl? Yeah, me. I told you guys the Bengals are going to make the Super Bowl. People didn't believe me. My pick was Patriots against Bengals in the Super Bowl. And I said, Bengals are going to win and they're going to play the Packers and they're going to lose to the Packers. That was my Super Bowl matchup, Packers against Bengals. I said, Cowboys and Packers, that didn't work out. But I did get the Bengals right. I believe, because I believe in Joe Burrow. But I also believe in the Rams. I think the Rams are the best team in the NFC. I think I thought they were all year. They obviously have the best roster, the most talent. Um. But, you know, at the end of the day, if I had a gun to my head right now, like who would I take? Definitely with the points, I would take the, the bungles. Um, but I would say right now, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bengals. Like if I had to go straight up, I'll say the Bengals too. So, okay. Pretty sure Daniel, I like, yeah, I like Daniel Martin. She, Daniel Martin's a cool chick. I mean, she has a bit of a drug problem, I think. But uh, as far as a, a ratchet goes, you know, she's not that bad. Okay. Anybody else have any other questions? At the end of the day, it's night. Yeah. How great was it when Kansas City screwed up the end of the first half? That was great. So they're up 21 to three. They're driving down the field, right? And what happens? They got what? There's five seconds left. And they're at like the two yard line. So they can kick a field goal and go up 24 to three. Or you can do just a, a real quick play. Use three seconds off the clock. Try to get a quick one in the end zone real quick. Instead. Nope. They do this freaking tricky shit to Tyreek Hill in the flat. He gets caught. He gets caught and uh, no, no touchdown. So it's tw they go in the half 21, three. And I just think that the, the chiefs are so confident. They're going to win by a million anyway, that they're just greedy. 
and they got caught because they forgot they were going against Big Dick Joe Burrow, and it is what it is. Okay. Any other questions, guys? Any other questions? 24-16. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, uh, threw it to Hill, got tackled inbounds at the two. They knew they were going to blow. You, you thought so, huh? Can I stop being blamed for Pavelliotitis? No, that was never you. Pavelliotitis was Chrissy uh, Yakimovsky, the, the felon who was being charged with uh, wiretapping uh, in the Hadassah case. So that's definitely not a good thing. Not a good thing at all. So any other questions that you guys have? Anybody have anything they'd like to ask me about anything? Anything at all? I don't feel bad for Pat Mahomes at all. Patrick. Pat is his dad. His name's Patrick. Um, he chooses to allow his brother and his stupid. He chose to marry his high school sweetheart, who's just the most unbearable cunt on the planet, isn't she? Oh, they're horrible. If that they would be cut off from season tickets. They'd be like, You are embarrassing me. So I have no respect for him because of that. That, that is my big thing with Patrick Mahomes. I've, I've completely lost respect, which I'm sure hurts him a lot. Um, yeah. All right. Any other questions you guys have before we call it a night? Last time the Bengals won the Super they never won the Super Bowl. They've, they've made the Super Bowl. But any court dates coming up? Um Oh, I have a deposition in early, I think February 7th. Ooh, maybe I'll live stream that. I don't know if I'm allowed to, but I got a deposition coming up in the general case. Depositions are fun. Let me tell you, I cannot wait for my deposition. All right. Any more questions? Any more court updates? No, I don't have any, any really any updates on that. Um, besides the couple lawsuits that I'm still lingering win with the general case, um, I think two or three other people are suing me still. The Ryan Waters thing never goes away. He'll always be there. You know, was was I East Coast or West Coast? West Coast, man. I mean, I like Tupac more. I love Tupac's music growing up, so I would say definitely West Coast. Turtle Club subject, I usually don't decide until Wednesday. If you guys have any ideas or topics, throw it at me. I'm always interested. But generally, I like to see what's kind of like in the news and then think of some sort of current day uh, or historical way that I can, you know, um, make a topic out of this. Like if I, you know, if war with Ukraine or some shit like that, we could talk about maybe I'll do my thing on yellow journalism tomorrow that I was going to do a month ago. We'll see. We'll see. I do not think that you can live stream. You can live stream whatever you want to live stream if it's on Zoom. You just can't tell anyone. Thank you, 13 Kings. I appreciate that. Has Jerry hired a new producer? Not to my knowledge. Not to my knowledge, but because uh, remember, Carano's in charge of that. So, again, and I'm, and I'm over the Carano thing. I've kind of moved on. So. Anybody else have any questions? Yes, somebody sent me a snazzy new Jeopardy template, so I'm going to start using that. We're going to do a, we're going to do Jeopardy on here instead of just on Turtle Club sometime. Turtle Club quiz show. So, 
All right. All right, folks. So I guess, um, who do you think is going to win? I don't care. I no fucking clue. No clue. All right, guys. Um, maybe you could be a life coach for Carano. <laughs> First thing, give up your music career. Second, um, take the stick out of your ass. Stop being a pussy. Get out of the foxhole. Jerry's not coming down there to save you. And just do your fucking job. That, that's what I would recommend Karana do moving forward. So I guess we'll call it an evening, folks. Uh, Deb, uh, I thank you for joining us this evening. Anytime. Always a pleasure. And uh, thank you guys all uh, also for joining us as well and uh, doing your – remember, give us a like before you guys leave. How many likes we got? 117. Keep liking it. Leave a comment tomorrow. Definitely helps with the algos. And we will see you guys all for the next episode of Turtle Boy Live on Thursday night. Peace, Turtle Riders. Good night. <laughs>